You are listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I'm a general dentist, a practice owner, and a certified life coach. I teach women who own dental practices to lead with intention and literally fall in love with their businesses. Keep listening and you will see how learning to love your practice turns into loving your life too. Well, hi there. It's Dr. Laura Mock again today, welcoming you to another episode of my podcast, Love Your Practice, where I teach you ladies who own dental practices, how to love the experience that you're in and how to create more abundance and just really, um, just really love your practices, which you deserve. You're amazing and smart and you've come this far. And sometimes owning a dental practice with a human brain can be really stressful. And I'm here to help you make that journey less stressful. So on that note, our podcast today is an interview with another life coach. And actually she coaches nutritionists. And it kind of seems like, okay, well, why are you talking to her? Well, it's because nutritionists and dentists have a lot in common in our practices. They're not exactly the same, but there's some things plus our human brain. And she's just a really smart lady. Rachel Lee is her name. And our interview is coming up right after this. So I will see you ladies on the other side. And I hope you're having a wonderful fall. Take care. Welcome everyone to the Six Figure Nutritionist podcast. We have a super special edition. I'm interviewing Dr. Laura Mock. She is the owner of Love Your Practice. Dr. Laura Mock is a dentist, a business owner, and a life coach. And she coaches female dentists on ownership, leadership, and how to love their practice and their lives. And we have actually been coaching together for a few years now. We were in the cohort together through our life coaching certification. And so we coach each other. And and even though nutritionists and dentists are in different industries, clearly, we saw the commonalities between the two. And we're like, hey, why are we not coming together and helping our people? It's the same thing. It's just under a different industry. So we thought today we're going to co-host this interview, and we're going to serve all the female dentists out there and all the nutrition professionals and wellness providers and give you our wisdom and our motivation and our inspiration to help you thrive in your business and live happy lives. So Dr. Laura, do you want me to call you Dr. Laura? You can call me whatever makes you happy, honey. (laughs) You're going to go with Laura. I feel so like it's, it's way too, um, what's the formal and we're doing this on a Sunday morning too. So we're going to go with Laura, Laura and Rachel. It is that's Laura and Rachel. And I'll just take the reins for a moment and introduce you, Rachel, to my listeners. So yes, Rachel and I went to life coaching certification together. In fact, I still remember Rachel that you would sit outside and your dog would be hopping around the yard. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I want that dog. <laughs> it's yours by the way. If you would yeah, like yeah. I, was, I was jealous because in Iowa, I can't be outside nearly as much as you can in Denver, but, but yes. Yeah, so ladies, um, to my listeners, I would like to introduce to you, Rachel Lee, who is an amazing life coach, nutrition therapist, and business owner. And she has two businesses. One is that she is a nutrition therapist 
And the other is that she is a business coach for other nutrition therapists who are trying to build their businesses. Yeah. So we do the same thing in just a different industry. It really is. And there are so many similarities. It's just switch body parts. It's basically all you have to do. And we basically do the exact same thing. Yes, exactly. And what we found is that you and I have common challenges and our clients have common challenges, which is going to be the subject of our, our episode this morning. We are going to talk about what your clients and my clients have in common for challenges and how we coach people through those, those common challenges. Yes. Specifically a big one that you and I were talking about is working outside of the insurance company. So, right, serving or or having a business entity that does not fall under the insurance umbrella. And so out of pocket, right, ancillary income. And how do we serve that community? How do we, um, selling feels like the wrong word, but it is selling them, but it's more educating our client, our, our end user, our clients. Yes. It's totally selling. And it's okay to say that it's selling because we're not talking about in something unethical. We're transferring our wants, our excitement about the thing that we're doing to our people. And we're helping them get what they want. They wouldn't be coming to us if they didn't want to be healthier, right? If they weren't concerned about their teeth or their nutrition they, they would do something else. But the old problem that we have to overcome is this mindset of our patients where they have been almost hypnotized by our culture and the insurance industry to assume that the insurance and their insurance takes care of any needs that they would have within the realm of their healthcare. Yes, 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 yes. And so when they come to us and discuss what their, let's call them their pain points, right? They have pain or they have a discomfort or a disquote comma ease, right? And they come to us and they want this solved. And most times then they realize, oh my gosh, I do have to pay for this out of pocket. It's, it's not covered by my insurance, which makes them have to think about, is it worth it? Yes. And as we're the person who's introducing it, if we haven't addressed our minds beforehand, then we're thinking to ourselves, well, I'm going to tell Mrs. Jones that I think she should get Invisalign for many reasons, most of them health, but also aesthetic. And then I'm preparing myself. Like she's going to say, well, will my insurance cover that? You know what I mean? And so I'm like, maybe I shouldn't say anything because I already know insurance won't. And then if I say something, maybe she'll be mad at me or maybe think that I'm trying to um, sell her something that she doesn't really need and try to make money off of her, off of her vanity or whatever. And so what happens for me, for my clients, and I don't know if it's the same for you, Rachel, is that we pre-assume they don't want what we have to offer. And then we don't open our mouths and say, I can help you. Yeah. I think from the nutrition perspective, what I see my clients doing is they know that they can help them. I think that that belief is there. What, where the, where there's a gap is being willing to tell them a price that is in alignment with how much work you actually do and the immediate outcome and the lifetime outcome of the investment. And so then I see my clients dropping their prices because they're like, oh, they're never going to pay $3,000. They're never going to pay $5,000. Oh shit. They might not even pay $200 for my time. And so they, they price so low 
that it becomes a no brainer, quote unquote, right? It becomes easy. Well, if you're not, if they don't have insurance, then I shouldn't charge them too much money because it's out of pocket and it's kind of expensive, right? And then we're lowering our industry standards. Yeah. And what I hear you doing is um, that we, we actually talk ourselves out of offering the best care that we can. Because if you lower your price that much, you can't offer them all the things that you know, all the ways that you can help them. So what I do for my um, clients is when we're talking about what we call treatment planning. So this is when we decide what we're going to offer a patient. Then what we do is we focus on letting the patient decide. So that means we're going to tell them all of their options, all the ways that we could help them. And we're letting the patient have the burden of deciding instead of us pre-deciding by not offering it. Yes, exactly. Give them because right. If we went all in with our clients, our, your, your patients are clients, clients, right? Same thing. Everybody who's listening. Mm -hmm. If we went all in, we, we could give them the world. Yes. We really could, but we I mean, service medicine, right? This is actually what's going to help them. And, and we're trapped in this society where the food is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> how much better would we all feel if somebody taught us how to eat right and to eliminate the crap that's making us feel horrible and have chronic diseases? Exactly. And, you know, this is so such perfect timing. We talked about this because I'm getting Invisalign. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you for jumping in and doing it. You're oh my God, it, it took me like nine months to make this decision. So when we talk about this, you know, you work with me and you pay me out of pocket for the labs that we run, the products that you get, right? Mm-hmm. That's all out of your pocket. Yes. And I, so I'm buying pills that literally my pharmacy insurance would not touch ever, ever. ever. And I'm getting lab tests again. I'm doing it because I want it for my body, for my health. And if you said, if you thought in your mind, well, Laura's probably not going to want that because her insurance won't cover it. Then you didn't tell me and that I wouldn't know that it was even an option. Right. And so with your coaching clients, mm-hmm. right? So I, my coaching clients, my nutritionists, your busy female dentists, right? Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you coach them on the sales process to help the end client with their, with their mouth, their aesthetics, their dent, their, what do you call it? Their dental health, their oral health, oral health. Thank you. (laughs) I'm learning. Well, the first thing that we have to do is we have to uncover these habits of thoughts that we're telling ourselves that stop us from telling the patient everything we can do to help. We have to go way back and really think about the times when we feel uncomfortable before we present a suggestion to a patient. We have to look and see what is it that our brain is telling us? Is it, they might not like me, I might be rejected, I'm embarrassed because I'm, I'm suggesting something expensive. And then I, and I said that with air quotes, by the way, for people who are just listening, I said the word expensive in air quotes because I believe that excellent oral health care is worth a lot more then we charge for it. And again, it's like you, we, this is care that will benefit the patients for the rest of their lives. And so we sit and we look at those beliefs, like do a beliefs discovery exercise where we figure out what our brain's been telling us and decide, is that something we want to keep around? Do we want to keep around? They might not like me. 
Like maybe they'd like me more if I said everything is great. Or do we want to change our focus and think, I'm going to offer them the very best care, and then I'm going to let them decide what they want, and I'm just going to be over here being amazing either way. Right, right. How about you? What do you tell your people? Well, it's very similar, right? Because our thoughts can become our clients' thoughts. Mm -hmm. And our results our clients will have thoughts about. So, so right. It's this weird thing where you're, the client is looking at you. They're picking up on your energy. They're hearing your tone. They are listening to the words you're saying. Mm -hmm. And if I teach that, if you as the practitioner are not quote unquote, clean, clean from a place of servitude, Mm -hmm. not your belief on what's expensive not your belief on what you think that the client thinks about you, not your hesitancy, but if you are clean and you come to every consultation from a place of like, my job is to serve this client in my highest power from my intellect and my love. Yes. You come from that, then you are never like, you're never trying to finagle a deal or slide one over or be too expensive or overcharge or whatever all the other narrative is that's going on in your head. You just truly come from the most genuine, authentic place ever. And when you do that, then the client has thoughts about that. The client feels a certain way about how you're showing up. And then, like you said, you just hand it to them. You slide the love across the table and you're saying, this is what I can do for you. What part of this do you want for you? What part of this do you want? Or what are your thoughts? How can I help you? These are questions that are totally sales, but that are completely ethical and feel amazing. When you're there just to help, that is when you get into your zone of genius and you do sell more services. Yeah. And if you're selling for the benefit of you Mm -hmm. to make a buck, to have another client, to fill a gap, to pay a bill, whatever it is, when you're going to feel it, you're going to feel it in your body. You're going to know it. You're not going to love it. And your client is going to feel it too. And you're going to attract more of those clients or you're just going to repel them. Yeah. And this is when objections like insurance come up. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe I would do it, but let's talk about insurance. Like, am I actually going to have to pay for this or will this be, you know, covered by my, my insurance plan or whatever. And so if we're coming from love and service, then as we're explaining to them, this is a common problem that dentists have. I don't know if you guys have it. We're explaining to them that dental insurance isn't actually insurance. It's more of a voucher and it's helpful because it gets us in. It helps you come in and get your teeth cleaned and stuff, but it really doesn't cover most of what you would want to do. And so if it's something that you're going to do, it's because you want to do it for yourself. And that's hard to overcome if the trust isn't there and the trust comes from the thoughts, like what you were calling a clean um, background or a clean place where if you're, if you're coming in, trying to make a buck, the objection's not going to get overcome because people are smart and they are going to sense that you're trying to make money off of them. Yeah. It's like when you go to buy a new car, you feel it, you feel the energy 
of that salesperson walking up to you in it, it, most times, right? This is for anybody out there that sells cars. <laughs> I apologize. But this, but then maybe listen to what we're saying, right? Is you feel you have these spidey senses and you can feel it and you can feel something is off. So you start asking a lot of questions because mm -hmm. something intuitively is telling you this doesn't feel safe. This doesn't feel right. Yes. And that can be picked up from you as the practitioner. If you haven't learned the coaching, truly it is the coaching, right? You it and is. I have both learned this. Yes. We're talking about managing our minds, which is a really coachy thing to say, but just take our word for it. Your thoughts become a manifestation of your practice. And yep. we can help you learn more about that. <laughs> yeah. Your, your thoughts become a, ma a manifestation of everything in your life. I know it's so crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's, we're really nerding out though. We're I know. Gonna, I know. Stay like, with us. Stay <laughs> with us. Okay. So I love what you said, by the way, as a voucher, because anybody who is practicing the sales process, and I say it's practice. If you practice, 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 right? You do a consult, mm -hmm. schedule some time after to do a download. Here's just some tips of what I use with my clients. Schedule time after to do a download. How did you show up? What were your perspectives? Did you have preconceived notions about this client? Like I go in LinkedIn clients because I want to see their face. What do they do? I want to try to connect with them a little bit. But but did those preconceived notions come in? Right? Were you clean? And how did you listen? Were you able to find the need below the need? This is getting geeky, but really finding that like what is the true deep why, the anchor point? of why they're coming to you? And did you address it from a place of servitude? If you don't spend that time after, you're gonna miss that process of really learning to connect with your ideal client and hearing what they need and telling them, like, listen, over and over and over again, I hear this from women. Does this sound like you? And they're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. And thank you for hearing me. There's nothing more valuable oh when we're talking about sales and really understanding the person you're talking to and what they want, they yes. that's almost instant. Then their connection and trust is there and they are ready. We all share the same human emotions, mm -hmm. even in a world where you may not have anything in common with somebody. Like you mm -hmm. think like, I have nothing in common with this woman, this client, this, whoever, this group, you all same share the same human emotions. And that right there is connection. And if you can find that emotion, like, oh, you're struggling like, like me, right? How many times have I said to you on our coaching calls, like, oh my God, my teeth, my teeth. And so I don't want to smile. And I don't want to have the video, the camera, the certain way. And you know, like, so my shame or embarrassment, you have felt shame and embarrassment. That's our connection point. Mm -hmm. We all do that. And if you connect with your clients, right? That is our job as I think as human is to connect with each other. And then we serve from our highest power. That was my woo woo on our side. I mean, this is like genius. What we're saying here, when it comes to the insurance problem, when it comes to that, that um, speed bump, we're talking about connection, listening. And like you said, you called it cleaning up your thoughts. I called it finding those beliefs and shifting the perspective. This is how we help someone decide to invest in themselves. Yes. Yes. And you know, what just came up for me is when you talk about insurance and you said it's a voucher, mm -hmm. when people come to us 
And they say, well, does it, is it covered insurance? I can go somewhere else and my insurance insurance will cover it. It only cost me $50 copay. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, here's, here's just a tip. Have that client write down how much they spend on their insurance every single month. Mm -hmm. So that visit is not a $50 copay. That visit is accumulation of, let's say, I don't even know what insurance costs these days. $500 a month. Is that low? It's, it's so variable. Let's just say it's $500 a month. Right. And they're on month 10. That is how much that visit is costing you. Yeah. Not $50. That's fascinating. Right. So then you break that down. You're like, oh, I was just at um, the doctor's office for 15 minutes. I'm like 15 minutes. For your $50 copay plus 10 months premium, all the premiums you paid, all the premiums, that is the true cost of doing business. So when you look, so when a client comes to you, you don't dump this in their face. You don't be like, well, you paid, you know, $5,000 and you're like, no, just point out like, oh, okay. So you paid that much in insurance every month and we're on, it's October, it's month 10. So you've paid this much today. And so then it would cost you X for that 15 minute. Does that sound like a good investment to you? I mean, yeah, if you're trying to point out to them that insurance isn't the end all be all, that might be a helpful way to do just like a little mental exercise, kind of kind of walk, walk this path with me for a minute. And let's just look at what insurance really is. And then once we agree on that, then we can talk about your health and keep it free of discussions about insurance. Right. No one else is allowed in, um, no one else is allowed in this relationship other than you and I. Exactly. Practitioner (laughs) relationship. We're love. All right. Yeah. Next thing. Okay. So that's insurance that's out of pocket. That's really learning how to come to sell quote unquote, sell slash serve. Serve. Absolutely. Serve when, when you are asking people to pay out of pocket. So yeah. there's a lot there and I spend a lot of time in sales because my background is sales. Mm-hmm. And so I spend a lot of time on sales with my clients as I'm sure you do. And we come at it from the perspective of really, you know, looking at how you're showing up. So let's segue that into coaching because it's our favorite okay. thing to talk about. I know we're such dorks. Sorry. Oh, such dorks. Let's dork out. Okay. <laughs> I want to know because we were in the same cohort and you and I, right, when we went through the life coach school uh, certification. Talk about investing, right? Investing. And that was not an inexpensive endeavor. Well, in my world, I think what we paid like $18,000 at the time, $18,000 for six months of, uh, for a certification. Mm -hmm. So that's like significant out of pocket for me, the word significant. So somebody else may not be, that's cool. It's all, it's all perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to know, it's so funny. I think back to our coaching calls and I was just, anyway, it doesn't matter, but (laughs) it was fun. How has coaching changed your, I want to say just your business first. And I really want to know about your life too, but like, how has coaching changed your business? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about this from the perspective of basically, I'm going to think about how it's changed my business clients' lives. Okay. Because there's, there's me as an entrepreneur and a coach 
And then there's my clients. And what I want to do is I want to, since I, I'm asking my clients to listen to this podcast, I'm going to do it for them. Okay. Okay. This is what happens. Any business that you have, whether you're selling nutrition or shoes or your dental care um, or real estate, whatever, any business that you have becomes a manifestation of what you're thinking in your minds. So if you've gotten ready to have this business and you've done all the preparatory work and then you, you signed your name on a dotted line and you borrowed a hundred or $500,000 or a million dollars or whatever, and then you have your business, you think you've gotten there, you've bought it and you're done. And now you're just going to sail off into the sunset. But what my ladies find out is that all those thought habits that we had going through dental school and being an associate and just being a kid, even and growing up, um, they are still around and showing up in their businesses. So if they're, if they have a habit of feeling ashamed, then they're walking around being ashamed. If they have a habit of being defensive or, or overwhelmed or stressed, those emotions are still there because buying or starting the business doesn't change what's happening in your brain. And so what's happened, and I went through this same thing, is once I found out that I had habits in my brain that I could actually get rid of and change and replace them with more intentional, I don't want to say happier because not always happy, but just a more intentional experience where I am choosing how I want to look at me. I'm choosing how I want to look at my business and my patients. All of a sudden, Owning the business is much more satisfying. It's something that you learn to love because you're showing up in love and gratitude every day, kind of taking the reins of the primitive parts of our brain and dismissing defensive, stressful, overwhelming type things and replacing it with love and intention and gratitude. So I make more in my dental practice now than I used to because I coach myself on it. And I also make more because I coach other dentists too. So there's just the money. If you didn't even want to do anything else, learning how to manage your mind makes more money, but also everything is more enjoyable. So I don't know, that was sort of a thorough answer, but maybe you can answer it for yourself too. How has the coaching changed your business? Oh my goodness. I think you hit the, the nail on the head. A couple of things that came up for me is our beliefs. You know, I think a lot of times as, as humans, we go through life, just thinking like, that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. And then I show my clients, like those are beliefs. Yes. They were given to you. You created them. They're there and they're nothing more than a choice in your brain. That's yes. Right. And- we, we walk around assuming that what we're telling ourselves about ourselves is factual, but it's yes. not. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And like so I've told myself a thousand times that I'm terrible at pulling teeth. And so I never pull teeth anymore. But honestly, I used to be really good at it until I started telling myself I was terrible. And if I wanted to, I could stop telling myself that I'm terrible at pulling to- teeth and I could actually work on it. That's just right. an example. Go ahead. It is, but I, so I use the example of like, okay, so, um, so let's say your parents were afraid of snakes. Mm-hmm. And so every time you saw a snake, right. When you were little, it was like, oh my God, a snake or a spider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. 
And then we go through life and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid of snakes. But we never really investigate mm-hmm. that belief. And we never look at it, not never, we rarely are taught to look at it and say, well, does this actually work for me? Does this yeah. get me the experience that I want or the life that I want? Do I want to be afraid of snakes? Do I, mean, I want to be? Exactly. Do some important things in our ecology. Exactly. Right. And so when we, when I do that with my clients, I like list all of your beliefs and then the other side, look at them and say, well, do I even want these? Whether you gave them to yourself and you created them usually out of protection. So tons of grace, right. And like gratitude for the fact that you're taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. but then looking that and saying like, well, does that belief of like, gosh, I don't know that I'm ready to go out and get my client. I think I need more certifications. I think I need oh, more. I, think I need more training before. I, I need can. more training before I can see my client. I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. Does that belief actually support you mm-hmm. in your desire to create a business and work with people so you can do what you love and help the world feel better? Yeah. So then you can look at that belief. You can look at, I need more training first. And you can look at it and recognize but it's just something that your brain is telling you. And then you're going to choose, is this something that you want to keep or not keep because you're an amazing human and you can actually get rid of thoughts. If you decide to, that's yes. called cognition when we're thinking about what we're thinking. Can I give you an example of one yes, that I totally, okay. So, um, I grew up in the family of seven children and we were on the brink of poverty, almost the entire time we were growing up, because most of it, my dad was unemployed and my mom worked at the mall. Okay. Like a retail job. And, um, I saw her so many times struggling to have enough. And I picked up on this belief of hers that she, that she had, and I can't blame her for having it, but it was, it's not enough. Yes. It's not enough. Okay. And I, carried that through with me unaware of the fact that I was thinking it's not enough all the time until once somebody was coaching me and they showed me that I had a practice. I was um, the sole dentist and we were collecting almost a million and a half dollars a year. And I was still thinking in my mind, oh, it's not enough. And how was that making me act when I thought it's not enough? Like, I didn't even see that I was thinking it. And then once I saw, I could see that I was acting like everything was scarce and I was doing really annoying things like micromanaging my front desk and the schedule and staring at the bank accounts. And even like acting like my husband, who is literally legally married to me, acting like he owed me money. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's just. It's just kind of fun, but also super useful to do this. What we're talking about is total coach nerd, but look at what you're believing and ask yourself, do I want to keep believing this or not? Right. Does it feel good? Like, because that's what I know when I called you and I was like, Laura, I need you to coach me. I'm like, I'm not liking my business. I am not like in love with my practitioners and I love my practitioners. I love the women, but I wasn't loving leading my women. And I wasn't loving it. Like I just was like stressed all the time and talk about not enough, right? Constantly chasing. I mean, I'd look at QuickBooks two, three times a day. Yes. Like, where can we get another promotion? What can be run? I'm tired. I'm stressed. Like I was collapsing 
as a woman, mentally, physically, spiritually, in my relationships with my kids, everything. And I remember I'm like, I need you to coach me. And, and coach I, I hope it's okay if I say this on your podcast, but you had thoughts and habits about your, your business that were bringing you down. Yes, exactly. Business, but you were bringing yourself down because you were letting your brain take control of that. Exactly. And when you are in the marsh, like you're in the swamp, right? It is really, you're like <laughs> suctioning, trying to like pick your legs up and go through. And it's really hard to see your blind spots. So having somebody there that can show you your blind spots, show you yeah. how your brain's operating, take your hand and help move you through the muck, right? Yeah. Like not pick you up and pluck you out. You have to do the hard work of getting to the other side, mm-hmm. but having to, go ahead to show you that that is, if you've never experienced coaching, I don't like get a coach, a good coach and experience it because yes. it is life changing. Mm-hmm. And that- if you're, if you're a business owner or you want to be a business owner, get a life coach who coaches on that, who can help you to see what's getting in the way because we've been there before and the investment that you make will free you up for the rest of the time that you own your business plus everything else in your life too. It's amazing. Let's yeah. just do a cheer for ourselves, right? Yeah. And you get there so much quicker too, right? Cause you're not trying to figure out like, what's my problem? Yeah. What's my okay, problem? Let me ask you a follow-up question. Yeah. So you said something that leads us to the next next topic, which I find is a super duper common issue. And I know that not all of your um, clients are women, but um, what I find is that being the leader of the practice um, is pretty much the hardest part for um, my ladies. There are certain things, certain ways that we have been trained to be as women that make it really, really hard to lead a business. Do you run into that too? Oh my God. It is my number one thing that I am working on right? With whole woman health. So I lead my team with whole woman health. Okay. Yeah. So if you could all just do it all yourself, there wouldn't be any drama, but as soon as you're in charge of how someone else runs their hours, and then when they come back and they say, well, I want this from you, or, um, they're not delivering exactly the way you want to, then the, your business owner persona and your culturally derived woman persona are at odds with each other. And that's miserable. It is, it is, I will say the hardest thing mm-hmm. that I am doing or have done in my nutrition practice, hands down. And when I coach my clients, my nutrition therapist clients on building mm-hmm. their business, mm-hmm. online programs are easy, right? In comparison to when you start to bring practitioners on. And that's, I think where your gift is, because you have done it as a coach. Like you are so, so good as a coach. Like I know you have helped me tremendously of being like, listen, it's not their problem. This is your problem. (laughs) Let's clean it up here because they're just being them. They're just being the human version of themselves. Them and how you're thinking about them and experiencing them is the problem. Yes. So now your people that are listening to this podcast are probably, they either don't have any employees yet, or maybe they have one or two, but actually this is great. If you're listening and you're Rachel's following, listen to this part (laughs) because I can pre-help you for when you get to the part 
where you are employing people. And then of course, if you are my regular listeners, maybe you've heard me preach this song before, but let's just talk about it for a minute. Okay. We have been taught that it is our job to make everybody else around us feel good. Yep. Yep. And we take on this martyr complex where we're like, well, Susie wants this from me and JC wants these um, days off for um, she wants a month off to, over the holidays or so-and-so and such and such people, they, they aren't getting along and they want me to, to, to make them get along. So I'm going to take on all of these problems and I'm going to try to make everybody else's life perfect at my own expense. Yes. And that is a recipe for disaster. And what you will find is that you, you resent your employees and you resent your business and you don't enjoy what you've created. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But if you take some leadership coaching and you learn to systematize and, um, and define exactly what you want from your employees and you stick with that and you hold to your boundaries, then all of a sudden they're getting what you've taught them to expect and you're not hating your own life. Mm -hmm. That's, that's exactly what you did with me and I'm still working on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And it's something you always, I think that's the important part too, is like, it's not like you do this and then the problems go away. They're always going to be there and you're always going to have to be checking yourself and working on it. You're just going to get better at it and it's going to be quicker. It's going to be quicker and it's going to be less painful. Less so painful. do you care if I give you another example? I feel no, like do I- it, do it, do it. All right. So in our mastermind right now, we are talking about changes. We're talking about the fact that our human brains are averse to change. And that is an evolutionarily placed trait. Like um, humans 500,000 years ago who were more averse to change were more successful and they made more babies than those who were like, oh, this is fine. Let's change. Okay. And when we ask an employee, when we correct them, or we ask them to change what they're doing, we have to, as leaders, we have to accept that their brain is going to need to protect them from that before they can accept what we're asking. So what I've been teaching the ladies to do is to kind of in their minds, have a step-by-step process for how they're going to introduce the change. And one of the steps is this is the part where Susie's brain tries to stop her from initiating this change and what, and in describing what that's going to look like. Right. So there might be, or there might be, well, I don't think this is going to work or asking all these questions to try to stop us from initiating the change. But it's just an example of how, if I can be ready for that and be like, oh yeah, this is the part where Susie stops for, stops the change. And then we go on and I go, Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. And do you mind if I explain to you my perspective on this? And then if they nod their head and then they say, yes, they're automatically in more of an agree, agreeable space. Whereas if you get defensive and you go, no, 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 listen to it my way, then their brain's going to dig in a little bit to needing to stop the change, right? So it's just, this is just an example of how, if we study the leadership, if we study how our brains work, even though we're still working on how we're doing stuff, we're going to enjoy that journey so much better. We're going to help Susie get over that bump of not wanting to make the change until she's in a space where she's ready. She can see the evidence and she knows she's supported. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That is so perfect with my 
nutrition coaching clients, uh-huh. I, so what I tell them is like, when you know how to walk yourself through change, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to come up, you know, how your brain's going to behave because right. It's evolutionary. You know, these things, and you can think about that and you've, you can take yourself through it. Then when you look at your client and say, Hey, guess what? We're going to overhaul your entire nutrition, your beliefs about health and wellness and nutrition, how you operate. We're going to overhaul all this their brains are going to freak out because you're asking them to change. And so by doing the work of being coached and learning how to self-coach, you then by default, you Mm -hmm. will take that to your, your client and then you will help them through change. Cause that's one of the biggest things that we see as nutrition therapists is like, we come in, we give them this care protocol and we're like, okay, great. You're going to go feel better. Go do it. And er, damn it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then, and then what happens? And I've spent many years doing this. The client doesn't get results. They, they think that what you do isn't correct or you did it wrong or it doesn't work. Not good enough. Yeah. And then it goes out into the, out into your community. And Mm -hmm. that one experience can have compounding effects on your reputation as a business, as a provider. And so not that that's like, I'm not threatening anybody. I don't want it to come off that way, but I want it to come off as like, you have an opportunity to valuable. Yes. This this is so valuable. This is your opportunity for you to experience your practice differently right? For you to enjoy it more and have more peace around it and have more ease and flow and love and appreciation and know the specific tools to get a human's brain to change. Yes. To get it ready. Yes. And to be okay with them needing to go through that process. Yes. And you don't have to get defensive when they're not ready yet. It's just part where their brain has to do their thing. Right. right. And it feels so much less threatening. It's amazing. Right. It's not like you have to go in and fix something. You just have to let them be there, be a rock while they kind of like figure it all out. You've done nothing wrong as a provider. If they're not getting these immediate results, it's just, you have to give some space and help them. I think emotionally, psychologically, while they're going through this, that becomes your next job. It's, it's all right. In fact, if they weren't defensive, we might worry that maybe our employee or our patient or our client is a robot and be like, not, 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 are you in there? Is do you actually have a human brain? Because you just said, okay, to something that I asked you to change. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know when they just look at you and smile and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm, sure. And you're like, mm, are you sure? I'm not sure about <laughs> that, but we'll just watch for that to maybe blow up a little bit later. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, let's pretend that everybody listening to this podcast is brand new to both of us. And they're like, wow, these two ladies are super smart. And for the ones who are nutrition therapists, how do they get more of you? How do they learn more about what you're doing and how you can help them? Yeah, lots of different ways. So um, podcasts, obviously this podcast, you can go to sixfigurenutritionist.com mm-hmm. and you can listen to the podcast. And, and we're on the, all the other places, right? The Spotify's, the iTunes, the, oh my gosh, I don't even know my assistant. Like she's like, oh, you're here now. I'm like, great. I, okay. <laughs> so I would say, you know, the one-stop shop is the website. Yes. 
as well as Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we're LinkedIn, we're on all the platforms. But if you really want to find us and read more and follow the blogs and get some information, um, you're going to go to the Six Figure Nutritionist website. Yes. Yep. Okay. What about you? Where do people, where do your women find you? Well, two main places. One is my website and it's called loveyourpractice.net. And on there, you can find out about my mastermind. My mastermind is basically, um, it's a group of super smart ladies who own their dental practices. And we meet weekly and go over things like how to prepare your employees for change. Or first we work on awareness. So what are you feeling? And what are you thinking that's making you feel that way? And do you want to keep thinking in that way. And, um, so I have a new group right now that's going and I only enroll twice a year. So it won't be, if, if the mastermind sounds amazing to somebody new, who's listening to this, we can't enroll you again until probably mid January. So keep paying attention to this podcast and the website so that you can see when it's open again. Um, and then the other one is my podcast, which is also called love your practice and it's on all the places too, but mostly iTunes and Spotify. And I think it's on Google so you can, or you can listen to it on YouTube as well. Almost nobody does that, but my face I is know, right? there just in case you want to, it's there on YouTube and you yes, can, then you can see us. Yeah. Look how pretty we are. <laughs> On this Sunday morning. <laughs> I know, on a Sunday morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have to, I forgot. I have to tell the listeners about my 30 day challenge. Remember you Are and you I coached on this. You, yes. yes. Coached me. I, I almost want to sign up for it. Go ahead. Tell us what it is. Okay. So yes, we have a mastermind. Same as you twice a year, six month mastermind, deep dive all in your practice, really creating the foundation to build a six figure nutrition practice. And that opens up it, registration is open now. And we launch on January 17th, but I just did a seminar with my alumni at nutrition therapy Institute and the common thread, 20 people showed up. The common thread was I don't think I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready. I'm scared to put myself out there. Right. And so there, have, we know the result of that. You don't put yourself out there. People no, you find stay, you in there, stay in the yes. 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 So I did a pop-up 30 day challenge kicks off on November 3rd. It's called your first dollar for only a dollar. It's a buck. You can't lose. You can't lose. It's a buck. And all I'm going to do for 30 days is coach the heck out of you on your belief that you're not ready. And then challenge you every single day to somehow connect with a potential person to work with you. So you can help them. Even if you only charge them a dollar. Yeah. It is a dollar, right? Like break the seal and gain the self-confidence to do it. So I'm super, that was like, I remember I, I, I called you. I'm like, I want to do this. Like, this is so, and you're like, do you have time? Do you want to like, let's talk through this. Let me coach you. I'm like, I just want to have fun. And you're like, well, if you want to have fun, go do it. Let's have some fun. Yeah, Why I'm sure it's going to be so fun. Like if there's any nutrition therapists in here, here who are just listening or learning about Rachel Lee, I mean, <laughs> spend a dollar and change your life. Right. I'll help you get over that discomfort and just kind of lean into it and get out there, tell people that you can help them. Yeah. And with everybody else, 
that is out there looking to make their first client and their first dollar. That's we're all going to do this together. And you know, when energy, like we have the energy of a group and the same common thread exponentially, your vibration raises. Yeah. And it's like, it's, and it's, you know what, it's fun. So talk about businesses, right? We're going to wrap it up here, but look, you might as well have some fun. You, you might as well, if you're not having fun, you can either sell the whole thing and move to Montana and grow lavender for a living. <laughs> exactly. Or you can change what you're doing and recognize that it's probably your brain making you not have fun and let's mix it up. Yeah. Have some fun. Yep. It's within your power. It totally is 100%. Yeah. Anyone listening to this can totally do it. I, I believe that 1000%. So all you female dentists out there, mm-hmm. you need to look up Dr. Laura mock, loveyourpractice.net. And then you need to tell all your friends that are female dentists about her as well. And you need to connect with her because she, I can say this as a friend and as my coach. She is a phenomenal human being and your life will be enhanced because of knowing you. I appreciate you so much. I really, really, really appreciate you so much. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Mm -hmm. All right. So thank you. You're welcome. I mean, I was happy to do it and I'm always happy to coach people. And I definitely think we are a part of our own little private mutual admiration society and that's okay. And, um, yeah, to anyone who's listening to this, let's jump in and, and, and get more help from either the nutrition therapy lady or the dental lady. And, um, and let's do this podcasting thing again. I feel like we're just so smart. We just bounce right off of each other. Yeah. I think we should do again. I think we're going to pick a specific topic. We're going to go a deep dive in. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should even bring in one of our clients Yeah, and talk to, <laughs> right. And coach them through it. Yes. Okay. You and I, we're going to do this offline. So everybody that's out there listening, thank you so much. Please let um, others know where they can find us and stay tuned. I I think you launch every two weeks as well. Twice a year. What about your podcast? Oh, um, my podcast. Yes. Is every other week, every other week. Same with me. So stay 60 episodes now, if you can believe that. So if anyone's new to this, you can go ahead and binge them all. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well done. Bravo. And yes, your mastermind, I have substituted in your mastermind Mm -hmm. and coached and you have a phenomenal group of ladies. It is fun. They are amazing. They really are amazing. Every one of them learned something. They are great examples of like what is possible. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Laura, as always, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Love Your Practice with Dr. Laura Mock. I would love to meet you. To join our movement, find the Facebook group called Love Your Practice and request to join. If you can't find it, just send me a message and I'll add you. You'll find me there helping all of my ladies to fall in love with their businesses and have a better life.